everybody, welcome to a, the 13th episode of I mean, Make My... technically the 13th episode. We'll get into that. I'll let you know on, and I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> Alright, so this episode is brought to you by our friends, our good friends, at patreon.com slash spidey network thanks for your support uh we got some great patrons like scott and like venkman thanks again for your support you guys definitely make the show run incredibly well and without you it would just be a lot more difficult uh of course this is a part of the spidey radio network make mine made the show about the mc2 and which is the world of spider girl and all the Spider-Girl related characters. Special episode because we're talking about Dark Devil, this particular edition. Um, of course, we have the host with the most next to me. Got Miss Kelly in her forest. Her- wrong side, but hi, yes. Let's- I'm over here because it should be better for the Wi-Fi. We'll see. Hopefully it doesn't go crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, if you want to know why she's in a forest, you'll have to watch last ep- last live stream because yes. she answered that question. I mean, it's, it's my bedroom. It's fine. Yeah. See, this is this is the office. Uh, I used to be in my bedroom back when I was broadcasting on Crawl Space. I was I was broadcasting from my bedroom, but now I have my own office. So I have been looking forward to this episode for a while. Uh, this is definitely our weird geek out one and you'll notice my name if you're watching us live by the way for those that are listening to the audio version of this podcast please excuse references to our visual aids as we do broadcast this live on facebook youtube and twitter so my name on uh, on this episode is zach's demon clone ghost that's a brief uh tease for later on <laughs> so uh kelly got some housekeeping to talk about this for particular episode. Oh, wait. I'll let her do that here in a minute. Um, so I uh, want to talk about this. We're going to break down each issue. We're going to talk about everything. I'm going to go into the history in this particular episode of these characters, particularly Scryer and Kane and then Riley's per- parentage. So. Okay. So let's try. Can y'all? What's going on here? I'm trying to like check my mic. Oh, I didn't. I, yeah, I see what they're. I see what they're saying. The cup. Which makes me feel like it's not. Hold on. I having. Hold on. Okay. Ooh. Were you having issues? No, I'm not having any issues hearing you. Okay. So. No idea. Well, I. For audio listeners, I will definitely uh, put it through level later and make all the audios level. So that's 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 an easy fix. Yeah. I'm trying my best to fix it, but like it seems on my mic, like it's not hearing me. So. Hold on. All right, let's try this now, or is it still soft? Yeah, you're you're loud now. Alrighty. <laughs> Why well, also I turned up the beta mic volume too because I was like, let's go going on all right so So. now i'm back weird that i was soft all right that is weird okay can you guys am i still low 
Yeah, just let us know in the comments Step if she's oil. still low. Let's see. Where? Much better. All righty. There we go. Okay. Yeah, we do right. have housekeeping. All right. So, to, according to Zach, Vinkman said something to him, um, and then I had a, a very spirited message from Adam about this. Uh, spirited being the keyword. So basically, this is technically the 13th episode. It's just, it should be the 12th because we started off at zero. And that's on me. For the third episode, we were going to have a roundhouse, like a roundtable discussion with fans. And it never happened because nobody wanted to come on. And we moved on to the next episode and okay. So plus still says I'm low. You sound fine to me. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, but yes. Yeah, so like I said, so basically I, we moved on to the next episode and I did not change the numbering. Mm-hmm. So that is why this is the 13th episode and we're just rolling with it and this is how we're going on going forward. It is my fault, but like the 80s teen talk Barbie that was actually came out in 1992, math is tough. So, <laughs> and you know what? You know what? It's a good theme for this episode because we will get into wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, uh, sliding time scale. How how does this all make sense? Math does not compute because there there Wait, are well, some math issues here. I am very confused. I am that CSI lady with the science uh, mathematic <laughs> equations all over me, trying to figure this out. Um, I'm sure Zach saw that in my notes because it turned into a rant at the end. It does. It does. Uh, it, to me, I was thinking like uh, Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind when he's trying to like sketch out his thing. Um, yeah, his theory about math. That's how I feel about this episode. So, um, not as many issues as normal. There's three issues of Dark Devil. It's a three issue miniseries. Uh, it is the last miniseries we'll cover for a long while. Uh, until I think we get to like year six or seven, I think 2005, I think is when the next miniseries came out. I could be wrong. I'll double check it and I'll verify uh, that. Next so the next miniseries that comes out is going to be uh, last, last man standing. Last hero standing. Yeah. Last hero standing. There we go. Uh, yeah. Cause then it's last world standing uh, or last planet standing planet. There we go. Yeah. What is my brain today? Uh, I mean, I I also am like looking at the comments and seeing how everyone seems to have some issues with my video and my audio, and I guess just me today. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> we do apologize. <laughs> this sometimes computers don't want to work correctly. So Vinkman uh, uh, says, since I'm at work, I brought my Buzz and Dark Devil Digest to read along with. That is until his breaks over. So, but he'll be back. Uh, I'm sure in the comments when he gets done with work, as of he normally course. does. Yes, so, of course. Sorry, we right. are doing it on a Tuesday. Uh, speaking of which, so a little bit more housekeeping. Uh, we are just a follow up on the news with the volume three. 
some places in some countries did get the volume three last week and more are rolling out. It does still seem that the US mass market is still gonna be 420. So that's still happening. It's still next week, but that's okay. So it's rolling out. And obviously if other countries don't get it until after 420, so it's definitely clearly just a distribution situation uh, with printing, and that's what caused the small delay here, what's causing a little bit of a longer delay in other places, but it is out there. It exists. If you do see it on eBay, it might actually be legit. Um, <laughs> so it, it, is, it, it is there. It's not... It, it, it's not getting pushed back anymore. Okay, guys, it's there. So now we need to just buy it all up and tell Marvel we want a volume four and that we want to make ours Mayday. So we Absolutely. should go ahead and do that, guys. Yes, this is this is where the strength in numbers begins. Buy it, pre-order it, request it, just like she says. We got to show that Marvel wants a volume, that we want a volume four from Marvel. So, okay. Without further ado, we're going to get into the Dark Devil review. All right. So, issue was released on September 20th, 2000, with a cover date of November 2000. Al Milgram and Ron Friends did the artwork. Tom DeFalco is the writer. A great team. I love this team. Uh, but not as much as I love Salon and Ron together, but Al Milgram is awesome. So... Issue begins where with a fight where Dark Devil is looking for an informant called McKenzie, but he is instead encountered by a group of mercenaries. This delights Dark Devil as he likes to stretch his muscles. But in the shadows, a man cloaked in black watches and gives this reviewer Vietnam Clone Saga Chronicles flat era flashbacks to yesteryear. This man is called Scryer, and he reports back to the person who hired him. We then cut to the campaign of O'Neill, named after the late, great Denny O'Neill. Uh, O'Neill, I assume, and the hotly contested mayoral race. We then cut back to the kingpin of crime. Behind bars, after a parting gift from Daredevil working out, uh, Kane shows up and tries to intimidate kingpin, but to no avail. Some goons start to try to get into Kane's face. Kane grabs him and says, this is the best you got there, uh, kingpin. Because <laughs> you used to employ people like Electra and... Kane and some of the best assassins and Bullseye, the best assassins in the world. And now you've fallen so far being in prison that you can only get these doofuses that uh, want to try to earn your loyalty. So, uh, of course, Kane then proves his metal before some dirty guards show up to do actually do their job. I call them dirty guards because they are obviously in the employ of the Kingpin because they ask the Kingpin, is everything okay, Kingpin? So, we get the official biography. We get the beginnings of the official biography of Dark Devil. We learn the fact that he's an orphan, which is only a half truth, but he was made a ward of the state and lived with a kindly aunt and uncle. A blatant lie, as they were abusive and gamblers, which led to the near death of the uncle, possibly. This he uh, dreamed. He, uh, he is then turned back to, to the state. He dreams of his mother being held captive in a dungeon, which is kind of sort of true. She is technically being held captive, but uh, that's a whole story that I'll get into a little bit later. As he ages, he begins to exhibit extraordinary powers like how he's stronger, faster, more agile, with an innate sense of danger when threatened. Almost as if he, and it's almost as if he's also being protected by some guardian angel. He then goes to head to work at Nelson and Associates. 
Kane has gotten help in his appeal and is perplexed as to why, because Kane obviously is a, is a stone cold killer. He's trying to figure out why he is being released on appeal. Uh, he, he's baffled by this entire thing. We then cut to the other candidate, Marcus Stone, formerly of Code Blue, a team in the 90s whose job was to help uh, in the aftermath of super-powered heroics. Uh, it was There was actually a series that was written by Tom DeFalco. This was done during the DeFalco era of uh, his time as editor-in-chief. So uh, they there was somebody that was kind of like uh, damage control a little bit, but Code Blue was specifically to help with uh, securing areas and stuff like that. While damage control, uh, we lost Kelly for a brief minute, but I'll keep going. Um, uh, damage control was there to, to you know help things, and and so uh, yeah. Um, so Peter Parker's meeting Marcus Stone for the second time. He uh, met him years ago when he was a freelance photographer for Daily Bugle. This is a, uh, also his police captain was. Uh, teammates on code blue with uh peter so that's how they're being introduced uh there's a there's been a rally and he's he's done spoken uh so kingpin talks to his lawyer and is assured that kane is being taken away with and the mayor mayoral candidate is being paid off um so okay uh by the way kelly will be back momentarily for those that are watching us on youtube um all right the fatal so uh, McKinsey finally meets with Dark Devil, who tells him that something's up with the election, that somebody's being sent off. Uh, and this allows Scryer uses this to advantage to try to strike. A brief battle ensues, with Dark Devil joking it up with Scryer, but his blade is cut. It's made with hellfire. It's something that actually physically harms Dark Devil. This is the first taste of like the mystical aspect of Dark Devil's stuff um his blade cuts him he is but it's also poisoned before the blade, fatal blow is struck he teleports away scryer then meets with the prime scryer he tells him of his new assignment the man called kane where he deals with dark devil dd arrives to his base where we learn of this resuscitation tube we learn that his insides were decaying when he was a teen and he was placed there by kane in suspended animation and we also learn at the very end of the issue his father's name ben Riley. So, yeah. Uh, this is the beginnings of, we finally are getting the origin stories of Dark Devil. Um, <laughs> I, this is a great issue. The artwork is phenomenal. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this issue a lot. So, let me kind of just talk about um, yeah, I, like Ben Riley's the big reveal of this issue. Uh, so my my thoughts briefly on this issue, and then we'll let uh, Kelly jump in, and then I'll jump over to issue two. Um, sorry, guys. Just getting direction from Kelly while internet problems are occurring. <laughs> so, if I, I'm I'm gonna not go into terrible detail about the issues. I was gonna originally just write all these as one big giant synopsis. So, uh, just want to make sure I get that with Kelly first while we're 
doing this live on air. So I'm making a quick note of what time this is. Uh, okay. All right. Kane's a free man. And as he takes his first steps of freedom, he is <laughs> walking around New York City. And of course, what happens? Scryer catches up with him. This isn't the first time. And let me tell you, I'll get to that in a minute. We learned that Kane was at one point an assassin for Fisk via flashback. And when Dark Devil arrived to help, or Daredevil arrived to stop Fisk, There she is. Uh, One mobile. So the now the audio might seriously not work. Uh, apparently the router died. Died. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like it was plugged in and everything and just died. So it's being reset, but I don't know. Okay. So anyway, I'm on mobile. Let's just keep going. Okay. Uh, with the rundowns, and then we'll just give our opinions on each issue after okay sounds good i got sorry I got about this guys <laughs> murphy. murphy's law is is what's going on today for kelly right now anything that can't go has gone wrong I mean, will go wrong this is this is the worst thing today i feel like you you seem to have have had it a little bit rough today so it, it this episode was just meant uh to have parker luck <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be for this episode. Like I but anyway, that that's a whole thing. It's 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 wedding week, so my brain's mush. Um all right, so I'm gonna start over on the on issue two since you're here. All right, Kane is a free man. As he takes his steps for freedom, he is caught, of course, by the scryers because of course he is. This isn't the first time, but I'll get to that, obviously, in a minute. We learned that Kane at one point was an assassin for Wilson Fisk, but Daredevil stopped, arrived to stop Fisk, telling him that the DA finally has enough evidence to convict him. And so Kingpin orders the execution of, of Daredevil. Uh, but the uh, assassin can't get to Daredevil with a shot because Kane's in the way. And Kane, <laughs> he's ordered to shoot Kane if necessary. So... Uh, Kane, you know, of course, Kane was in that way in the rest of the goons. Dirt, dark Daredevil protected Kane and uh, tried to get him to flee, but he was killed in the ensuing fight. Kane, Kane is filled with a burning rage, but then we're cut back to the present where we learn that Kane once stole something from the Scryers, a child that was placed in their care. Anyway, back to the other Dark Devil or other DD, as I put it, Dark Devil. We learned what happened when after uh, Daredevil died. Kane attempted through science to bring him back to life. Insert the Evanescence joke right about here. Uh, after that failed, he turned to sorcery, summoning Zarth Zarthos, the living spirit of vengeance. Ghost Rider fans will know who this person is because, yes, this is the same one of the same demons that imbued him with uh, the spirit of vengeance. So this is, this is a Ghost Rider character. Kane offers his, uh, offers his life to bring back Daredevil, but uh, Zarthos declines. However, the boy has the boy was something he was, in fact, interested in. He begins to inhabit the boy, but then the spirit of Daredevil objects to this. But a, Thus, a battle was ensued inside the boy to save his soul. Mr. Jansen, which is a... Uh, <laughs> that's a reference to Klaus Jansen with Scryer at the is uh, at the meets with Scryer at the MYC mayoral de debate where he ensures that the Kingpin's plans are going well. Scryer Prime is here and he finds Dark Devil. 
Meanwhile, Kane's being tortured and questions as to whatever happened to the girl. I wonder whatever happened to the girl. Meanwhile, Prime shows up and we learn that demon was the demon was cast from him, but he left his marks and his ability to teleport. Just as Prime was ready to strike, DD busts out in an epic one-page splash that is awesome. The fight ensues, and Dark Devil learns more about the plan before before uh, Scryer Prime is impaled. Kind of like someone else I know. <laughs> and Dark Devil then leaves to try to go figure out what's going on and save Kane. Kane lies about what happened with the with the child, and we end, we end the issue learning about who Prime is. Zarthos in a human form. So that leads us to the third issue. Uh... Issue three. Let me get to it. Uh, all right. Uh, November 22nd, released November 22nd, 2000. Cover dated for two uh, January 2001. Titled Fathers of the Sin. Uh, on Unlimited, if you're reading on Unlimited, Dave Sharp does the letters, which he did the lettering, of course, for the all the digests. For some reason, only on this issue is it that way. The rest of the issues, it's a different letterer. So uh, just wanted to make that mental note. So, all right. Dark Devil is looking for Kane. Prime is looking for Dark Devil, and the mayor race is drawing ever closer. Dark Devil finally finds out, finds Kane and fights the Scryers. Just as he's about to stab Dark Devil again, Kane uses the chains to take him out. Mr. Jansen tell, is going to tell them about what's going on. Meanwhile, in an honest, honest to goodness glimpse of federal prison reality, Fisk is watching from his prison cell on a giant TV. Meanwhile, Kane and Dark Devil are in a race against time. We learn that Dark Devil did eventually get control of his powers and was possibly aged up as a result of the trauma. And we also learn his name for the very first time, full name, Riley Tyne. He's he creates this name much like his father was named from forming the names of his parental units. But they are stopped by Big Daddy Z, a.k.a. Prime. <laughs> I don't know why I made that. Uh, Dark he, Devil has... Okay, he said he, he literally asked Riley to call him Daddy. That, yes, that that was. I wrote that shortly before we went live on air, so I was like, "Big yeah, Daddy I Z." Said, I said, "Big Daddy." I I said, "Call him Big Daddy." Yeah. When you so, were like, hey, "Is this how you pronounce this?" and I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> so, by the way, like Dark Devil, at the point when he was like chaining up the guy, uh, the the scryer that was that had already had, had stabbed him, uh. Dark Devil's like, dude, don't do it. Don't kill him. And he's like, Kane's like, dude, these guys, they do, you know, they do uh, self-ritual uh, self, uh, suicide. So we don't got to worry about it. So um, anyway, so Kingpin's really looking like smug at himself. And we we uh, then get Scryer Prime shows up to, to start attacking. So Kane starts helping with them. But Dark Devil says, look, uh, and that's when Prime finally reveals that it is Zarthros who resides within this human shell. <laughs> so, uh, brief moment with Kane's like, dude, you didn't recognize him? And he's like, I didn't recognize him. My bad. So, anyways, so uh, Kane is off to go save the day with the mayoral race. Meanwhile, uh, Dark Devil is tasked with uh, trying to, trying to t t attack Zarthros. So, Needless to say, uh, it gets to be a very pretty difficult battle. In fact, uh, Dark Devil loses his entire mask and almost his entire top half during this battle, and it looks like the assassin's about to take out uh, 
one of the, the mayoral candidate, and that's when Kane decides to stop it. So the assassin is is stayed. Meanwhile, uh, Dark Devil is like, dude, this is this is not going well. So he takes it down to the sewers where it's a little bit more cramped, and he gives one of the best. One of my favorite moments about this entire series is talking about the speech. And he talks about how men like Matt Murdock, he's like, I'm I'm afraid I can no longer deny my relationship to you, Zarthos, or even to Kane. But Dark Devil has many fathers. Men like Matt Murdock, men like Ben Riley. Uh, and through Riley, I have an uncle named Peter Parker that always said that with great power, there should also come great responsibility. So Zarthos is like, it'll be your last speech you ever do. And then he slices a part of a wall, but he's like, but Dark Devil's like, hey, do you smell something? And he's like, the subtle aroma of natural gas. So there's a big giant flaming broadsword that Zarthos is carrying. This does not end well. So needless to say, a giant explosion occurs, uh, rocking, uh, rocking a good chunk of New York, including the mayoral uh, debate between O'Neill and Stone. And uh, we then, Dark Devil was barely able to manage away. So. <laughs> Daredevil's like, dude, I wonder how Kane made out. Needless to say, in a startling turn of events, the mayoral election was practically handed to Marcus Stone when it was reputed under a, a reputed underworld hitman confessed to a conspiracy that was masterminded by Glennis O'Neill and the mobster known as the Kingpin. So Kelly's back on our regular unit. Yep. And we I, then I didn't like I didn't like looking at myself in HD. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, we're back to where it all began. He's teleported back, and he's like, dude, I'm just going to go get a good night's sleep. I'm going to go take a nap. That is the end of the issue. Riley Tyne has to report to work for tomorrow. So that is the end of the three-issue miniseries of Dark Devil. Okay, Kelly, you have a <laughs> All right, so my opinions on, since I wrote this like we were going to separate them, uh, my parent, my Opinions on issue one is one that Betty Brant appearance. We all saw her. She's there. She's alive and well. She's doing, uh, I guess, the politics beat uh, campaign trail. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and then my first caveat on this, and it just continues to go go down this this rabbit hole, is the timeline of how old Riley is still doesn't actually make sense going by what most fans use. Uh, especially because, like, just a few weeks ago, uh, Frogoat and our own Spidey Dude, uh, and even me, because I had not reread this and was kind of going thinking about 616 and everything, it kind of feels like we've all merged this, uh, this, like, we've, we've merged more 616 into 982 than I think we should have, because by 616 standards and by what we know now, after this was made, um, Riley would we would assume Riley would be younger than May, but very clearly here that's not the case. And so I'll this kind of gets crazier as I keep reading. So I'm gonna just kind of go in like what I wrote. If he had started getting his powers at 13 during all of this, uh, he was he couldn't have been in suspended animation very long. Uh, we find out later it was a full year. So <laughs> more, more unraveling on the time. Um, and so again, I got really confused on how this was being framed and wrote wibbly wobbly, timely wimey, math is hard. But I love this issue. Uh, I really enjoy the political espionage 
And, you know, I love Pete making appearance in issue one. Wish May had too, but there there was good old Pete. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and fun fact, right. this is the only this is the only time I that I can think of that May does not make an appearance in a miniseries set uh, in the MC two. Was she I don't think she was in Wild Thing, was she? Other than yeah, well well yeah, she okay, was, yeah, I, yeah. I think she no. was in backup, wasn't she? No. She, she okay. was well, the, wild thing. Well, wild thing winds up in everybody's except here uh, and Buzz. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, the only reason I, I I said that was because I kind of consider Wild Thing an ongoing, but that you're right. It really technically is probably a miniseries uh, yeah. since it only last it only lasted five again. Issues, but... No one was. How did that? How did that even happen? Uh, the vote was rigged. Um, but... <gasps> Yeah, so going into Daredevil issue two, you know, we got more into the lore and the world building, which is always my favorite. I love anytime. Uh, I think I like, I I related this to like a lost episode and that's kind of how these three issues work is that it, it gives us a little bit of answer, but raises 10 to 15 more questions here. So uh, though we learned that, like I said, he was in, the stasis chamber for a year um we get some questions on where it, you know we get more questions on where in the 616 he might be placed and if if, if these worlds are really that similar uh also we learned that kane stole a baby girl from the scryers wonder who that could be um but again really good issue a lot of story packed in it but it raises more questions yeah raises more questions in season two of lost uh but it answers uh, you know, it does answer a lot when it comes to MC2 and the plot thickens. Uh, and then, of course, issue three is, you know, <laughs> kind of where I go crazy because I just, I'm just going to read it out how I wrote it. <laughs> that's Probably that's basically idea. what it needs. Yeah, it just says, okay, so by this whole thing, this had to have happened by like, even him coasting to go through GED, college, and then law school, he had to spend at least seven years in this. So he's, uh, we need to talk about when Ben meets Elizabeth Tyne, because this places him about 21 years old. And then like, he might look like he's 30. Thanks to uh, Z Zaros. Am I? Zazar? Big Papa. Um, Zarthos. Um, you know, if May is 15 in this, and we've talked about the timeline here, clearly doesn't like, the timeline we've talked about over the years clearly does not fit the timeline that is in this mini. And so like, and I think that this is just on our, the collective fan misrepresent, like we just all forgot. Um, but again, he's, he's older than most of them here. Like, like I said, like he's older than Franklin, he's older than Normie. He's gotta be at least 21 years old here. Um, and you know, he's been doing this for a while. So, I I really want an MC2 prequel mini to explain some of this. Uh, I think that that would be fair. Uh, I I want to know. I I just I need I need more information because like he's way older than what we talked about a few weeks ago, and I feel so bad because that was basically bad information. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I, I, I kind of get into like what. If you want me to, I'll just get it going and get into the history of like 
like Elizabeth and Ben. Yeah. All right. Let me let me finish this little bit that's actually sure. about the issue, since, like I said, this is basically where my mind went. Was just we we said some things wrong. Uh, but for this issue, I do like how Riley knows all about Peter's responsibility speech, even though they haven't met. Clearly shows Kane either talks about Peter uh, to Riley or maybe Matt too. <laughs> Because we don't know how that really, like, well, we, we learn a little bit later how that kind of works. Uh, but it's very clear Riley has a bit of a hero crush on Peter, and it's cute. Um, again, this is a great conclusion to the story because it digs deep into that MC2 mythos and helps build that world. You want more. Like, it gives you clarity, but not enough clarity. And maybe that's just because we're a bunch of nerds, and that's all we want to do is just dive in and, like, completely understand everything can never get enough. Maybe that's, you know, I, I would say that about Spider-Girl fans. We, we want more. Um, and, you know, like I said, the story tied itself up. It, it's a good ending, but I'm still frustrated because there's so much more to Dark Devil that we need to know that we still don't eventually find out. So I will go ahead and let you talk about the history so then we can kind of talk about why we want more Dark Devil. Yes. Okay. So there is, let's say, five principal characters that you should know who they are, what, um, and a little bit of their history. First of all, Kane. So Kane is the first failed clone of Peter Parker. Uh, he, upon being created, he got cloned a generation. Uh, started getting clone regeneration, which caused the scarring on his face and his body. This also caused him to mutate slightly um, because he is actually six inches taller than Peter and weighs about se about 70 pounds more than Peter as a result. Uh, he is stronger. He is just as fast as Peter. However, he also has uh, Peter's sense, spider sense. However, it's been it's been twisted and augmented to being precognitive. Pre so he has a he can get flash, you know, flash forwards and glimpses of that flash forward. It's always incomplete though. And it's always used as a plot device. Also his, uh, his, his ability to cling to walls has been mutated to where through the clone generation that he leaves an impression burning on the skin or ripping the skin, uh, leaving a distinctive mark, the mark of Cain. Now, uh, that really didn't start coming into, into play until the Lost Years miniseries, where we first introduce, get introduced to Elizabeth Tyne, a.k.a. Janine Go. Now, Janine was referenced in the early days of the Clone Saga as somebody that, loved, that Ben loved and that was missing and presumed dead. But we finally meet her for the first time during the Lost Years miniseries. They have a bit of a whirlwind romance in Salt Lake City. Uh, Kane, who is hunting and tormenting Ben, uh, also meets a woman named uh, Louise Kennedy, falls in love with her, Kane does, and finds out that she's a completely corrupt cop. And that's when he starts having a horrible bit of clone degeneration and in a fit of rage, kills her, snaps her neck, and leaves the mark of Kane for the very first time on her. Uh, this is the entire reason that Peter Parker has been put on trial during the Clone Saga. This, the events of this miniseries. 
because obviously Kane has Peter's fingerprints. Flash forward to uh, Ben Riley. Let's let's go back for a second. He was the first successful clone of Peter Parker. Uh, he was created, and uh, his first appearance in costume was Amazing Spider-Man number one forty-nine. Miles Warren, who fell in love with his student because she she, uh, she reminded him of his late wife, who was killed by a half-man, half-jackal. Not kidding. Co-created by the High Evolutionary during his summers <laughs> in school. When he was on the summers, he would go to Mount Wondegore and learn how to learn more about genetics from uh, the High Evolutionary. At least that's my headcanon. That summer part's unofficial, but I've kind of... That's the only way that makes sense to me. Um, so, created clones of both Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker. Uh, the, the Gwen clone would uh, eventually go off and be called Joyce Delaney. That's a whole complicated thing. So, Ben Riley, uh, thought to be dead at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 149, was not, in fact, dead. Uh, after being thrown in the smokestack very rudely by Peter during Amazing 150, uh, he turns out he wasn't dead. He escaped, and he literally uh, started... Stole some money from Peter to, and a few a few clothes he was going to donate. Went on the road and started learning more about his identity. Eventually coming up with his name, Ben, named after his late uncle. And Riley, his, mother, his aunt's maiden name. So Ben Riley, yeah. that's how he got his name. So in a similar way, that's how Riley gets his name. Riley being the last name of his father. Tyne being the last name of his mother. So... Uh, we learned through the, in the last year's miniseries that Janine was uh, molested by her father and in a fit of rage killed her. And so Ben and Janine are on the run for several years. Uh, D Detective Raven uh, tries to arrest her and literally uh, Ben's able to defeat Raven. Detective Raven was the guy that brought the charges from Salt Lake City to New York City against Peter Parker. So we then flash forward to uh, the Clone Saga and Redemption, which is this is where the point in time where we think that Riley was conceived. Now, in the miniseries, it takes place over several months. If you're reading it in the Clone Trades, it comes out like, and it came out really shortly before Revelations. Uh, this was intended to be an ongoing thing with miniseries covering like Ben Riley's Lost Years, uh, but it only ended up having the two, Redemption and Lost Years. So those are the two series uh, that um, you'll definitely want to read. It's revealed during that point in time that Kane co coerced uh, Elizabeth to fake her death. And, and so at one point, Ben really thought she was dead. She comes back into his life when he's Spider-Man, and obviously after uh, he stopped dating Jessica Carradine and was kind of on again, on off again with Desiree. Um, so, needless to say, at this point, Riley's conceived. This is a few months before I mean, Baby May. If we're using the six one six timeline, like what Kelly's saying. It's a little, the timeline's I, a little well, I, I don't, I don't think necessarily, I think in this case, 
we can't fully include it at this point. Like there's another yeah. story there yes. that would fit for MC2, but not because again, too, in all honesty, you know, there's the whole story of Kane finding baby May and bringing her back. So like, it's not the only change that happens in this universe, but that's, yeah. I get where the fans came from because I am of the same mindset, but just kind of, and that's one of the reasons why I do really appreciate us going back and rereading it and talking about it when it's fresh Yeah. because it doesn't fit. And you know, I, I think we do a disservice to the character and we do a disservice to the world of 982 if we constantly compare it to the 616. Because in yeah. stuff like this, it's going to be different. Clearly, yeah. this is different. So, like, the thing is, is, you know, like you said, like, Elizabeth and Ben were on the run for years. So, in this timeline, maybe it was a little bit shorter than that. And maybe she got pregnant, got caught. He came back. Maybe that's how that works. I don't know. I mean, like, I, you know, I'm spitballing here, but like, that's you know, well, clearly it, it doesn't quite all. It doesn't fit in that. It is a sliding time scale, but here, instead of a few months, this is a good seven years. Okay, so there is one thing I could say. There is a period of time where Ben and Janine or and Elizabeth weren't together. And from the moment she faked her death, if she was pregnant at that time, you could conceivably, you, you could conceivably say, cause that's several, that's about three or four years before the events of the clone saga. So you could kind of maybe play with that. If, if she was pregnant before, you know, whenever she basically disappeared and then yeah. had the baby and Ben never knew about it, which is very conceivable with Elizabeth. Um, yeah. but at the end of the, at the end of that particular element, uh, or that particular miniseries, Elizabeth goes, it turns herself in and goes to jail. Yeah. Which, which causes Kane to reevaluate his, his life. So again, Kane had, uh, during the period between lost years and the clone saga, Kane had became a, a well-known assassin. Uh, created a containment suit. This was never implicitly said on the page. However, it was said. Uh, so his, his costume that he wears in the 90s was actually a designed to help mitigate some of the clone degeneration. Um, yeah. and, th and then clearly the elements of the lab that Riley uses uh, in this episode or this issue are taken from the Jackal. So the Jackal is another yeah. important, uh, he's not as important a character, but that's basically kind of Riley's granddad. <laughs> uh, but so obviously he has, he has a lot of, he has a lot of uh, par parental figures in his life. Yes. <laughs> as evidenced by his speech in this issue, in the, in issue three. So the, the great thing about this or the great thing about that is that uh, clearly there's there was an element of time where, like you say, he's in the stasis tube. Kane tells him about his parentage, and I think over the years, and yes, early in the in the run with Spider Girl, Kane is very very villainous. But this is where we're starting to see that slow turn. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, to, he, he wasn't necessarily villainous as much as I think he was amused by her, but didn't take her seriously, and yeah. was clearly playing up the scary factor just to be menacing because it's Kane. Yes. So, so there is a little sliding time scale. It's not exactly the same, obviously as what happened. 
and then, of course, during the Clone Saga, the original plan by DeFalco was that Kane was going to rescue May. Now, let me explain who the Scryers are very briefly. You had a, you have this cabal, this guy that was following around Judas Traveler, and his he was just observing things with Judas Traveler. He was this mysterious cloaked figure, and it wasn't until the very end of the Clone Saga we learned that he was not, in fact, omnipotent, like it was assumed. He is just one of many, and it's an entire cabal of Scryers, a secret society that uh, were comprised of various people to um, straight up tell, or they basically were this giant criminal syndicate network of just these, all these guys in these pale face masks and these hooded cloaks. And so it assumes that there is, you know, that they can be anywhere at any point in time. They can be multiple places at once. And so we literally learned at the very, very end that the last issue of amazing Spider-Man before revelations, uh, that's how uh, we learned through the rows of all people that uh, Scryer is not a single man, but he's an entire cabal. Now, this cabal was commandeered by Norman Osborn in the clones uh, before the Clone Saga. So, if you read the Osborn Journal, the, the Scryers were um, this network, and he used this network to build his criminal empire in Europe, in Asia, and the rest of the world. Um, so, eventually, this became splintered off into the order of the goblin which you learn in the revenge mm -hmm. of the green goblin but that's not actually technically part of the six one a part of 982 so the scryers still operate as they did in the 1990s um so yeah that's basically and there was a per there was one that was called prime scryer during that was uh this god that they worshiped that we learned about in uh, Silver Surfer, when J.M.D. Mateus was writing Silver Surfer, he had plans for to introduce the Scryer concept and the Scryer Prime concept, and now it's revealed in the 982 universe that it was inhabited, in fact, by our friendly neighbor, <laughs> Demon. So, that... So, we got Kane, we got Ben, we got Elizabeth, who only, like I say, has a handful of appearances, and... Uh, and the Scryers. Those are the four principal characters, and then like Peter Parker. So, yeah. Obviously, obviously, Kane was meant to save May. Uh, that was the original plan, and that's yeah. kind of the original concept for this particular um, particular yeah, series. And I mean, clearly, I mean, I I hate it because we'll probably we're going to go over it at some point whenever we get to that. Um, I think. Was it Todd Knock that drew it? Todd Knock drew it. It was in the uh, yeah, issue in, in twenty-five. Spider-Man family. Yeah. So we'll definitely do an episode on that when when we get to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, spoiler alert: we do find this. We do get a little bit more to that story, um, and of course, you know, within the six one six, I know a lot of times people like to also kind of slide it over and go, oh, but you know, Norman killed the baby or poisoned MJ, and that the baby was stillborn. No, if y'all don't remember, he took that baby on the internet, gave it to uh, Allison. Monogram. Uh, yeah. Monogram. And they went on international waters. Now, what to do with a baby on international waters, I don't know, because I agree if Norman just wanted to kill her, he would have just killed her. It didn't have to be on international waters. But yeah, that's the last time we see baby May 
in the 616. And so, yeah. you know, we always assume she died, but at the same time, that wasn't the original plan. And technically, that is still a thread that is and, still out there, even even with the deal with Mephisto. Because if she does exist and wasn't dead, she still has, like, her history basically got rewritten. So where is that, Nick Spencer? Well, Why don't we stop the- dealing with Chameleon, Nick Spencer? <laughs> Let's let's focus on this kindred story and where this lead. Anyway, so the thing about and this is if you read Life of Riley, uh, Tom DeFalco and and the and the writers had a plan to address the the May situation. There was going to be a whole thing called Search for the Baby, and that was a storyline that they were conceiving. However, Bob Harris stepped in and said, no, we are not going to do that. We're going to sit there and pull the rug out from everybody. Because, and that's what because ha- we're going to kill a baby on international waters is what we're going to do. Yeah, like, uh, again, uh, that's ridiculous for those that uh, just – the whole, the, the whole And the thing was was that in Harris's mind – there wasn't a plan. Like he's like, no, we'll just we'll just string the readers along, which was patently unfair to the readers, and that's what the writers and even the editors underneath Harris were like, dude, that's really not fair at all to the to the readers. And so then they get into this ill-conceived reboot, which we haven't talked about, but was one of the things that ultimately got Harris kicked out the door. So mm-hmm. the guy that helped greenlight the MC two. Uh, and we'll definitely get into that. We're going to talk about that next episode because mm-hmm. there is a chan- transition yeah. between Bob Harris and Joe Casada. But um, yeah, this. <laughs> so that that baby May element was like, no, we're just never going to d- address it. Which again, I never. My dad still is salty about that. Literally, like when you, if you go listen it's, to the 15th anniversary, it's a thread that is just made like it's just unraveled more yeah. and they're kind of hoping that everyone will forget but the thing is is honestly thanks to things like spider girl and marvel unlimited and other things newer fans have access to older stories and can learn the lore and you can't really just forget it which is one of the reasons why like when we talk about stuff like on spidey dude experience when y'all talk about the newer issues that's yeah. why we're loving the current stories because it is starting to pick up on some of those threads that kind of just got sat on because Nick Spencer is ultimately a fan and that mm-hmm. team is doing a wonderful job as much as I'm annoyed because I don't really like the new suit or chameleon and I get it that that's the suit is tied in to the story but let me be mad. So <laughs> <laughs> I listen, I don't that suit has grown on me significantly. Truth be told, it's grown I on me it. a lot. I, I didn't like I it, it at the beginning. Uh, I I didn't like the the guy that did the covers. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've liked it like when Gleason's drawn it. And I it's I, it's just I it doesn't feel like Spider Man to me, and it's never going to. But that's also the point of it to begin right. with. So th- I think that that's also why like no one's so mad anymore. So like, okay, now we see where the story's going, but it's still ugly. And I can still say <laughs> that it hurts my eyes and move on. And that's okay. But yeah. So 
to get back to Riley and, you know, even though, like, this is the thing, though, is that this is so tied to this other part. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, like, I, I do want us to, like, kind of discuss our feelings on this. And a lot of that is tied into it. Um, but, again, like I said, like, I just, I feel like we really need something to bridge the gap here because we have over the years, applied 982 like it is the actual future of the 616, which is what it was intended for, by all means. But, like, at this point, we have gone very far off the rails. It's never going to have its own world, and it always kind of was meant to be that way in the first place. Like, it never really was the future of the 616. I understand, like, it did come out during the heroic age and they use some a stuff and it kind of started confusing people especially overseas because the way it was marketed was it was the future of the mc2 and even to this day like i still have like the amount of people are like but it can still happen it's not gonna happen this way unfortunately this is its own world and i actually think that that's way better because may gets to stand on her own and not share the spotlight in the same universe as her dad necessarily this is Listen, her universe. This is her world. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing about it too is that you you sit there and you can't Miles Morales Spider Girl into the six one six. It doesn't work because it really doesn't work for Miles, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, to me, it doesn't I, work for Gwen either. Like, yeah, no. Uh, but to me, I think you know, I look at nine eighty two, MC two, as it's it th- that's one possible future, and then twenty ninety nine is another possible future. And mm-hmm. like, to me, they are their own worlds and their own separate things. It's, now, can something similar happen in those particular threads? Yes. Sure. Yeah. No. And I'm. I would. You know. I would like to know what happened to Baby May. I would like to have that finality. Uh, unfortunately, I'm kind of knowing it's Nor- Norman's involved and Scryers and International Waters and now Mephisto and Kindred. It doesn't yeah. really look good for a child that hasn't popped back up. But, you know, sure, that would be nice to see in the 616. But I I don't understand why we get so angry sometimes with the fact that, like, it didn't happen because we do have this world. And I'm very happy that we have 982 and the MC2. Because we can explore that within this world, and then we can go back to the six one six and what you know keeps happening there. And yeah, that's kind of the beauty of Marvel Comics. Like it, this isn't DC Comics where they've got to have a crisis and kill all the other worlds because there can only be one true world. Everything yes. has a every choice has a consequence. Every you know every event can have different outcomes and Marvel really likes to play with that. That's why we have the multiverse. And, yeah, and, and you know, that's, that's what makes it, that's what makes Marvel great. And what makes Marvel stand out against DC in that regard. I mean, I know DC has yeah. kind of started to branch out. They kind of realized maybe that was not always the best uh, to have like earth one, earth two, and then fight. But well, you know, like, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't end well, truthfully. No, and that's but what, where... I, what, I, what I'm saying is just even though we can be mad at what happened within like the six one six, 
we can take solace in what's here. And I think that that's also like, that's why I was mad during Spider-Verse because, you know, it, it felt like, how dare you come into my little corner of happiness over here in comics and then, you know, try to bring her into the mess that is the current comic, <laughs> the, the current uh, spider, uh, you know, title at the time. Right. And in right. the way it was done was wrong and we'll, we'll go back into it. But that's, you know, that's another layer of that is don't, don't put, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to, to say this without making people mad. And by mad, I mean um, Daniel Slott. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you can't put everything into like these little boxes, and there not be repercussions because it, it like yeah. by by doing the multiversal thing, it caused. Okay, so if the toys were broken in the six one six, what Spider Verse did was create an event that broke the multiverse of Spider Man, and. And then they tried to kind of sort of put the toys back together. But again, you can, it's like, it's like if you break a, 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 a mug, you can sit there and glue it. You can get all the pieces and glue it back together, but it's never go. It's, it's always going to have the scars of what it's, happened before. It's a, it's, it's the mirror quote from uh, telephone by Lady Gaga. Yeah. When you like, you can always put the mirror back, but you're still going to see the, the MFing cracks. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, most of these ongoing series never get an ending. No. And, and not well, any... Most multiverse doesn't get an ending. Most multiverses right. get one issue. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, th there was an ending in Spider-Girl at the end. So I will say this. Um, yes. Does Dark Devil work? Yes and no. <laughs> Because he's a demon-infused hero that has the spirit of Daredevil and the powers of a of a former clone of Spider-Man, and so, but he outwardly looks like a demon. But it was his ability to I, change his okay, appearance look, and teleport. Look, he's hard to explain when people just see him and don't understand, and then it's okay. even harder if they're not a Spider-Man fan. For you to go, oh well, you know, it's it's a clone stuff it's, and some demons. Uh, but again, to me, he's a really solid character that just he shouldn't work, but he does, and that's yes. that's the thing that I like I love about him so much. And even though, again, there are some confusions we have because we keep right. applying this world onto the six one six when we really need to start separating it all out. Um, so, so but, uh, again, and I know Aaron's here, so mm -hmm. he's kind of like a, a timeline guy and I know him and a big Al, I kind of came up with, you know, their, their master timeline. But I, yeah. one thing that I proposed, I don't know if you were here for that, uh, as an alternative was during the five years she was pregnant before, mm -hmm. uh, she disappeared and came back into, into, into Riley's life. Cause Truthfully, Elizabeth, if she was pregnant, I think she would have a lot of conflicted feelings about carrying a child because, uh, yeah. you know, what now, happened to her and just her lifestyle at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, her giving birth and, and, you know, uh, I, I think it, I think she would have been very conflicted. And so, you know, 
making them, you know, Riley a ward of the state, uh, kind of as in one way is awful. And the other way, it's like, that's something that she would do because she loves them that much. Uh, I really think like you say, there needs to be, there needs to be a zero issue or a, you know, a dark devil one shot where we address the, the fact that, you know, you know who should have gotten the five, those other five issues that wild thing had are six technically. Cause she had a wizard zero dark devil. Should have been Dark Devil. No, Should I. Should have been Dark so, Devil. So again, there's the new hashtag: Justice for J2. Hashtag Should have been Dark Devil. Should have been Dark Devil. I, I am. I'm making it now. Should have been Dark Devil. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I'm trying to like. I'm just looking through my notes, and other than like, I'm still on the. All my notes is just. The very tail end of some of my notes was just uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey math is hard. It's almost fitting I messed up the numbering for today's episode, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I love. <laughs> uh, I again, and I never, I haven't gotten to the like my thoughts really on the issues. I love the artwork. I think Al Milgram is a great pairing with Ron Friends. I think they do a great job. I love the coloring. I love the use of flashbacks. Uh, because this, like you say, it gets into the lore, it gets into the history. Um, the, We're all a bunch of nerds. We just want more. So yeah, we just mean... want more. And uh, so I, I loved, I loved, uh, I loved the use of uh, like stone and stuff like that. And I loved how Kingpin doesn't. I, I love that Kingpin isn't like how Kingpin normally is in all the books. And that really, <laughs> I really enjoyed that element of how he still gets his comeuppance. I'm glad that we finally find out what happened with Daredevil. Uh-huh. And so, um, so I, you know, I think that those things are really, really, I think it's just really overall well done. I think it's well structured. I think the, I love the covers. The covers are really great because they kind of tell a story, the story of the story with the covers. So I thought it was really well done. Um, if you don't get the individual issues, definitely check out the digest. Uh, I'm hoping that we're after they get done with the first volume of or the volume one of spider girl that we'll get a, like a, I, I propose this on Reddit that we'll get like, you know, buzz and dark devil, uh, you know, wild thing and fantastic five and make that like a, like a collection. Well, and I would love to see that, but I mean, I think that, Ultimately, I think that that's going to be harder to get than a volume four. And I would much rather, like, let's go ahead and try and finish out Spider-Girl because we haven't done that. I mean, like, the closest thing to a job, like, as far as she's gotten in a job has been issue 70. Yeah. So let's, let's so, try and get this complete collection actually complete, and then we could work on that. But I think that's going to be hard to convince Marvel to to publish than anything just from ju- just from a marketing and sales perspective. I, I don't think yeah. that the side books do that well through Marvel Unlimited. Um, I wish that that was the case. I would like J2 to get the remainder of his series on Marvel Unlimited at least, at least or even just put it on Comixology for us to buy. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I will buy the digital copies. But you know they're they gotta make it difficult for us. So absolutely. So 
I mean, that's pretty much all I have on, on my notes and everything like that. I know Kelly's pretty much gotten through her notes. Well, uh, yeah, so we've, we've, I, I see your, I do see your question and I don't feel like we should answer that right at this moment because I think that's a great question for the, for when we get to the end. Don't you think? Yeah, we're, I, I agree. I mean, cause the thing is, is it's, I mean, it's, it's not, comics are never, you know, comics are infinite and it's going to, we can't necessarily state that someone's not going to pick up spider girl and run with her again. It's yeah. just when someone pitches a good story enough that, you know, they take a chance on it. But for our purposes, you know, we do have a beginning, middle and end. And then we have whatever happened 2014 and onward that will get through and we'll deal and I will do my best not to completely tear it apart. Uh, <laughs> we'll be as fair as possible, but yeah. we're going to call balls and strikes. And, and because there's, I mean, there's, yeah, again, there's issues that we don't love 51, but you know, we'll, we'll do that when it's time. And I, I when, think when that, I get message, when I get messages, what, what, what's with this 51? <laughs> Yes. So I, I, that happened. I, I had to share that message with you uh, where I have a friend re reading along with us and they got to issue 51 and they were like, what, what's going on here? And I had no answer. So <laughs> yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, we'll get to that when we get to that issue. Cause it's, it's going to be probably a, a really fun debate discussion. So with that, I mean, I, uh, I do have a question. I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we are now the, we have now completed all of the side books and we've gone farther than other Spider-Girl podcasts. Yes. Uh, Mayday Mondays only got, we got through, uh, we didn't even get to J2. We only got through A next. So now, uh, we've gone through the entirety of the MC2 um, line, and now we're we're definitely in, in uncharted territory. Now, we've actually Woo! also gone far. Not only that, but we've also, as of uh, last episode, we got farther than we ever recorded on um, actually the last couple episodes of Spider Girl. We've actually gotten farther than we ever got to with make with Mayday Mondays. So. We have, yeah, we have encompassed the entirety of the MC of the 982 universe. Um, again, like I say, there won't be another mini series uh, that will cover until we get to last year of standing. Yeah, which, which a, is somewhere yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, it's very yeah. late in the it's very late in the in the run of Spider Girl. So Spider Girl, it'll be just Spider Girl uh, episodes from now on on reviews until we get to that point. Um, but yeah, no, we've, we've, we've gotten really, really farther than we ever anticipated. Um, or the, no, not we anticipated that we, we got farther than I ever anticipated with like the old show. We are, we are just, we're driving along. We are doing great. Um, See, Kelly, I, I might be annoying. I might be hella annoying, but I get the job done. We're getting, yeah. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Bingman does have a comment. It says he thinks there's a difference between uh, U.S. comics and comics in the rest of the world. We're all used to comics running forever, but I have friends in the U.K. who are more accustomed to com comics being finite. So that's why he asked about the Spider-Girl being a finite history. That's a really interesting thing. And one of these days, we're going to have Bingman on. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I still want that fan table that we weren't able to do. I, you know, I've been wanting to try and get that done once a month, but clearly that wasn't going to happen. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, once we can get a few more voices that would like to jump on and talk, maybe we'll do something in the middle of Spider-Girl and kind of just see like halfway point what we feel yeah. and what we want to discuss. Um, because, you know, we had a lot of fun last episode talking about different head cannons and you know, we've talked about cast, you know, fan casts and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I want to pick y'all's brains about. But I want our audio listeners to hear you um, besides just, yeah. you know, us reading your comments. So, you know, if you guys want to do a roundtable discussion, a fan panel, just let me know and we will schedule something and we will work something out because that's really what I want to do. Uh, I want to bring in fans, new and old um, you know, I want to, I want this, as I've stated many times, regardless of us, like we're reviewing everything, we're trying to incorporate the history of it at the time. Um, you know, and I really want to incorporate the fans and the fandom and why the fandom is so great, because especially as we keep going, we're going to have to discuss those stories and why this series literally was the the series that could not die. Yeah. The <laughs> as little much it as as much as Marvel tried. Yeah. So exactly. Um, so. so you know, it's it's something that we need to talk about because the fans are what makes this series so special and what makes you know, yeah, yeah. the characters great and you know, Tom and Ron and Sal and you know like everybody that's been a part of part of this has been amazing they're amazing people and they created an amazing world that we love and can still read and it still feels fresh and new and exciting no matter how many times you reread it but yeah. the fans gravitated towards that and lifted this up and you know the biggest thing about this series is even now even today most people find it because of fans they don't find yeah. it because marvel's promoting it no and they so find it, the, it, it. It's still it's still one of the best word of mouth series in the history of of, of comics, in my opinion. And it, it survived via word of mouth. Uh, it was driven by via word of mouth. If you guys have not listened to that very first episode, that like the episode one, aka episode two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's episode two now. Shush, we're just we're moving yeah. on. Again, yeah. sorry guys. I, apparently, I cannot count to thirteen. Uh, that's on me. So, <laughs> anyway, but go back and listen to that interview we did with the guys from the Spider Girl Message Board, and you'll learn a lot about it. So, but also you can go check things out like uh, Reddit dot Reddit slash Spider Girl because mm -hmm. uh, that's a great community. You can also There's go also to our Mayday our memes. Yeah, get yep. Mayday memes. R slash uh, Mayday memes. But you can also go to our Discord. We have a Mayday's Hangout where people like to talk about Spider Girl. You could definitely do that. Uh, the Discord link is on the front page of spidey-dude.com. So, Kelly, uh, what's our schedule looking like? All right. So, we don't have an episode this Friday. 
because someone is getting married and needs the weekend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and so the next episode for Make Mine Mayday is going to be on April 23rd, 2021. And it's going to be Spider-Girl 28 through 32. We've got Raptor coming back. Finally see May tell Nova off like the Richard he is. The 30th issue. And we get to see some super friends and see May start to fight off with the Soldiers of the Serpent. It's going to be definitely an episode of ours to remember. Uh, and one that I may let Zach use his soundboard on for the really big splash page in 32. Uh, we'll just have to see if that works out. But it, it does. It does require. I think. I think that splash page does require a uh, sound. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll so be. it's it's definitely the stories are picking up. Like not to say that the stories were slow, but the stories are raising in stakes as May is getting used to her, her powers. Although right now she is powerless. Well, not powerless, but she's without her superpowers. Um, there you go. But you know she's. As as we go on, we will continue the story, and the stakes are being raised, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's really going to start hitting its stride, and I'm here along for the ride. Uh, I'm excited to bring you guys with with me, uh, with us on this, and I hope you guys can tune in next week. There you go. Uh, if you want to see what all the fun's about and learn more about how you can help the website, uh, as always, you can go to patreon.com slash Spidey Network. Thanks again to Vinkman and Scott for your contributions to that particular page. Uh, learn more about that there. You can always, if you want your voice on the on the show, you can leave a voicemail at 818-925-6631. We will play it live on the show like we did a couple episodes ago. Uh, if you want to leave us emails, if that's your preferred method of delivery, you can always leave us emails at makemymayday at gmail.com or network at gmail.com. Uh, once again, Spider Girl 23 through 32, wrapping up Volume 2, the complete collection, uh, April 23rd, 2021, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will wrap up this episode of Make My Mayday. Thanks again this is for the listening. the shortest episode we've done. I know. We, we, <laughs> it is. It is. We're, we're, getting, we're getting tighter and we're doing a, even, we're doing a even, lot. Even with our problems, because today was a definite uh, Parker luck kind of day, perfect for Riley. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, hopefully you got uh, you got inspired. Hopefully you learned something. If you got questions, obviously follow us on Twitter at Spider Dude Radio or at Spider Dude or at Make My Mayday. We do interact on those particular platforms a lot, as well as follow us on Facebook at Spider Dude Network on Facebook, as well as Instagram, and uh, that is the best ways to reach us. We have multiple ways, and of course, keep going over to spidey-dude.com. Uh, thank you, Vinkman, for congratulating me on my upcoming wedding. Uh, but Frogo, you can always watch the uh, uh, the rewatch here. You can always you at, can always just hit back, just scroll it all the way back, and you can start from the beginning and see where my internet completely died, <laughs> <laughs> where I had to fly solo for a couple of minutes. So, with Sorry. that, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you if you're wa listening to us in the audio version. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Make Mine Mayday. Thanks again, guys. Bye, guys. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Make Mine Mayday. If you are the audio listener, which is what you're getting this audio from, thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher. 
Once again, I want to thank everybody that participated on our live streams. If you want to know more about that, go to spidey-dude.com slash events. And that will give you all the information on all our upcoming shows, all our upcoming episodes. And so we will do it that way. If you like this show, let us know, of course, by leaving that five-star review. But you can always leave us an email at makemindmayday at gmail.com or at network at gmail.com. CC us. That way we both can get it or we don't forget it and read it live on the next episode that you listen to. If you want to get these audio versions early, you can always get them early at patreon.com slash network. We will be posting them on the Patreon page only for our patrons. So check that out. You'll be getting them 48 hours after the release of the latest episode. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll have them by Monday on a Friday. If we're recording on a Friday, you'll have them by Monday. If we're recording on a Wednesday, you'll have them by that Friday. So... Be sure to also check out the other shows on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Shows like Amazing Spider-Man Classics. It is almost time for Season 1 to end and Season 2 to begin. Can't wait for you guys to hear what Season 2 is going to sound like. Of course, you can also listen to the recently completed Spectacular Radio. Spectacular Radio is the show about the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. 26 episodes of fans covering it. 26 episodes of interviews with Greg Wiseman, the, the executive producer of the series. Of course, you can also listen to, if you're a Clone Saga fan, you want to get some more context of stuff like that happens in Mayday's world where there's clone-related stuff, you can always listen to Clone Saga Chronicles. So that is the original show on the Spidey Dude Radio Network, our original flagship show, but we also have our newest flagship show, which is Spidey Dude Experience. Every Wednesday that there is a new issue of Amazing Spider-Man, there's a new episode of Spidey Dude Experience. They're broadcast live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, just like this show, Make Mind Mayday. So thank you for listening. Be sure to follow our social medias at Spidey Dude Radio, at Make My Mayday on Twitter, at Spidey Dude Network on Instagram and Facebook. And that is, of course, the URL to our Patreon page. Thanks again to Scott and Vinkman for your support, and we will see you all next time here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network.